Price like, no, I am your father. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Bonsoir, Elliot, our Mr. Robot podcast. Uh, I'm Alex. With me, as always, is Josh. Hey, everyone. Uh, and as always, this is a spoiler zone podcast. So we're going to talk about uh, we're talking about the finale for season three today. And if you haven't watched it, you should definitely go do that because we will assume that you have seen it and uh, we'll wait. So you can pause this, you know, fire it up on the DVR uh, or USA Network, whatever, and uh, come back when you're done. We'll be here. Yeah, even if you torrent it. Uh, yeah, even if you torrent it, although we don't advocate that you do that. <laughs> you can pay for the podcast in eCoin. Yeah, yeah. Don't pay us in Bitcoin, though, because shit's weak right now. <laughs> yeah, I haven't checked on it in a couple of days because my heart can't take it. <laughs> Uh, it dropped twenty one percent yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Christmas <laughs> miracle. It's twenty five percent off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, all right. So first off, Josh, I really I have to congratulate you on your prediction that was like way out of left field that Price was Angela's father. Like, congratulations on putting basically the smallest possible threads together. <laughs> into like i don't know a tightrope or something hey uh broken clock is right twice a day right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i am your father yeah uh, <laughs> so yeah that was I, I i want you to know from the bottom of my heart josh <laughs> when that go. scene when that scene happened i just want you to know honestly <laughs> and truly all I was thinking was, fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, just, I just had this shit-eating grin on my face when it happened because I knew you were going to have to talk to me about it yeah. on this podcast. And then, and then I was like, well, he's on vacation, so he probably hasn't watched it yet. I don't want to like text him and be that asshole. So I had to wait. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well played. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> Anytime. I was right about some other predictions, too. Yeah, but I mean, the other ones those, were those like... Those ones were telegraphed. I'll say yeah, that. Those yeah, those ones weren't like... <laughs> yeah. Those ones weren't like, he had this look in his eye in this one random scene for like half a second. <laughs> I don't know, man. For some reason, I was like, this just seems like something somebody would do for their kid. Yeah. Um... So. Hey, Bitcoin just went up twenty dollars. <laughs> oh, did it? <laughs> While we were recording? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh, That's good. 100, 100 we're good. bucks. We're good for Bitcoin. Um yeah. anyway, so the episode starts off with the Dark Army coming to kill Elliot. And uh that's great. Um Elliot obviously hides. Um and In the Shayla. dog. Kayla's apartment. apartment and like uh the dog didn't ruin that for anybody which i was surprised about because that... yeah because usually that's like their like little haha we found you because your dog and or baby wouldn't shut up <laughs> yeah um 
and then so yeah so they're looking for they're looking for elliot uh he's obviously not in his apartment uh the dude what's the dude's name uh white rose's like assistant yeah uh grant i think grant okay yeah um he uh he makes like a joke about computer repairs with a smile or whatever yeah um and then elliot is running trying to find darlene this is actually great i thought this was uh this was awesome because they zoom in on that blank cd that then is important later yeah Um, and that cd was first introduced in season one yeah uh, in the in the white rose the episode titled white rose yeah 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 um so so elliot goes to the arcade he's looking for darlene he can't find her um and realizes you know that uh if the dark army's after him and she went to the fbi and she's not around like that probably probably means she's the dark army right which was like and like to cut to that in progress of santiago snatching darlene yeah yeah and you know by the grace of good tv timing uh dom notices it yeah yeah uh which man that was like crazy scene i like that santiago just like fucking out of nowhere he's like there's cameras everywhere what are you expecting me to and they just and just, just, just clocks her in the face just goes like what great bobby what brown on her ass like that was messed up yeah um, so yeah yeah uh <laughs> it was uh so that that was a fun scene um i'm being sarcastic when i say fun yeah people I mean. just so in case that doesn't come across you know i don't want to i don't want twitter people to be mad at me well, um, you haven't heard our wife beaters monthly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They're not married. <laughs> to be fair, he couldn't have it. He wouldn't have a shot. He wouldn't have a chance. No, um, but um, so Elliot decides to go on the Ferris wheel. He he's like, first of all, I love that scene at the arcade when he's like, I did this. I'm I'm at fault. Like, this is all my fault. I yeah. love that scene. I it really kind of links back to like how one mistake can have a huge right, impact yeah. thing. Yeah. It was really good. Um, and, and like the scene with the Ferris wheel was like such a callback to season one, whenever they're on the Ferris wheel chatting with each other. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's, it's their, I mean, kind of like their reunion, right? Like they haven't talked to each other at all this season. And even last season, like oh, toward like the end of the season, head to head. like they weren't talking, yeah. they were just competing basically. Yeah. Yeah. But this is odd. like, I, that's one thing I want to say about this, this episode is it finally put them both on the same page and kind of at a level of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're working together again. Right. And, um, yeah. So even on the Ferris wheel scene, there's that part where he says like, there's a part of you that's in me and there's a part of me that's in you. Like they're, they're kind of realizing that they are the same person, you know, like they, there's, they're both like part of each other. Um, yeah. And, and so, the interesting thing there is, uh, you know, a week or two back, we talked about 
the being pushed out of the window thing. And we were, we were talking yeah. about how that had to come back up because they kept bringing it back up. And one of us posed, I can't remember who posed the question. Um, like, do you think this, uh, other side of Elliot manifested as early as him being a kid And the scene in the movie yeah. theater kind of, kind of brought that up as a yes. Yeah. And then like, we now like basically, I mean, we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but at the end, at the end of the episode, we find out he jumped. He didn't yeah. get pushed out of the window. He asks Mr. Robot after that, like, did you know? Um, to which we have to assume the answer is yes, because right, the, he doesn't the, the montage. Direct. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we know, I mean, basically, that's got to be when the break happened. Probably when he found out that his father was sick. And yeah. yeah. He just had trouble coping with, you know, mortality, I guess. Yeah. So we then see Elliot and Mr. Robot go to uh, Santiago's, is it his house or his office? I think it's his house, right? Like it's not his office. Because his office oh. would be at the FBI. It's got to be his house. Right. So uh, they go to his, his house and they're looking for clues. And they find like a number cipher. Uh, they're kind of walking back and forth. Uh, and then Irving shows up. My man, Irving. Yeah. I like the little, the little hints they had like on the subject of Irving um, since we're jumping around. Where he's talking to Grant when they're in the barn. And he's like, you know, like, I was you. <laughs> oh right yeah i yeah. like that i really like that because it's kind of lends to this idea of like fleeting commitments and things like that yeah it also lends to like this history like we've been kind of speculating for a long time like what does irving have to do with the dark army and this episode yeah. kind of shows us that he's not just some hired fixer he's he's been, been involved in a long time yeah yeah um so, by the way, that whole scene, so I guess we can just kind of jump to the barn, but that whole scene, there was something very Tarantino about this episode. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Like, <laughs> like especially, like, I love it whenever Leon's sitting there with a the gun and, like, Mr. Robot's like, well, he's good with, Leon's good with a blade. And I'm like, I have a feeling he's pretty good with a gun, too. <laughs> like, right, yeah, yeah. He gets up and just dusts them all right yeah um so irving is just like f phenomenal uh i like when they so they get to the barn um he takes ellie to the barn when he uh like takes them to the barn um they all sit down obviously santiago's brought dom with him and irving is like this must be the plus one you've been ranting about uh and then you know santiago kind of flips out on Irving which right. was f fucking great like good I, like as soon as that happened I was like oh shit he's gonna die yeah. <laughs> I'm not broken up over it to be honest <laughs> yeah like um and then Irving so there's a lot of stuff going on in this barn like this scene is like what everything's been building up to has been this scene in the barn right uh, the first thing that we can talk about is Dom, Irving, and Santiago going out to the to the chopping block. Dump, yeah. Um, 
holy and, like holy shit <laughs> that was whenever that happened that scene happened when he first just planted that axe in his chest i, yeah. I was literally like what <laughs> yeah that's what i mean like the, this this section of like this episode really the whole episode was was pretty like there's a big tarantino feel like from the gore to the music when they're like pulling up to the barn and they're in like after that whole thing when you know irving's just standing in the doorway waiting for uh grant and the rest of the dark army to show up the music is just kind of tarantino like um yeah the music in this was, episode was really good m83s and a little yeah, bit of yeah. It. yeah um but yeah so like they uh, they flip dom basically is what happens uh, but they do it in this in this way where like Santiago is trying to save her and kind of doesn't realize what's up. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, she's pretty sure she's going to die. And Irving says, just look at the sky and breathe and then plants the fucking axe. I, lo- I, I was uh, like, when he's like, look at the sky. I'm having like, uh, just look at the flowers flashbacks. Right. Yeah. Walking dead. I'm like, oh, well, they're both going to die. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Oh man. Yeah. So then we get to see the dark army. Like we've always kind of assumed that the dark army is this powerful entity. And like, you know, um, when on the drive there, Santiago tells Dom, like, you don't know what they hold over me, but you soon will. Right. And he was telling the truth. He was telling the truth. They're (laughs) like, you know, what about your, your, your nephew, Nephew, your brother, brother. mom. Um, and that was just brutal. Yeah. Brutal, I mean, brutal, what, brutal. What I mean, what do you do in that situation? Do you right, t- yeah, yeah. You take them at their word that they're just going to kill these people because you didn't play along? Or Right, yeah. Do you take the risk? I mean, I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd play along. Like, <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah. I don't even... <laughs> I can tell you right now, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so basically, Santiago bites the big one. Um, he he bites um like twenty three axe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I it's mean, a lot. I mean, like, Irving and, Irving even is like, let me take a moment to center myself, and yeah. then fucking wax on him like ten more times. He's like, this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you're I'm certifiable not- psycho as well. Awesome. <laughs> I just want to say, like, the show is kind of crazy for USA. Like we've said this actually before. Yeah. That, like this is the show is just crazy for USA and like, it's crazy that it sits alongside burn notice and like <laughs> anything know, else that's suits, on. whatever. Yeah. Whatever the fuck yeah. else is on USA. But like, I'm surprised that they just like <laughs> <laughs> just mauled somebody <laughs> with an axe. Yeah. And then like just show Santiago laying on the ground with a giant fucking ax wound in his chest. Um, gurgling, <laughs> like gurgling. Yeah. Like blood everywhere. It was kind of, yeah, right? kind of crazy um so yeah those are things that all happened yeah it was uh it was really interesting scene in general um i liked it and especially whenever like uh you know that comes back back around to the barn where elliot's like you know i i own the dark army and all this and yeah well before we before we get there yeah we should we should talk about like because even Elliot and and Mister Robots like thing. We should talk about that before we get to 
okay. before we get to the Ion, the Dark Army oh. stuff. Because like, okay. uh, that whole thing where Mister Robot is like, "No, we got to escape," and Elliot's like, "We're here to wait for White Rose." Right. So I don't know. What did you like? What did you think about that entire setup? Right, because that was. I mean, it was pretty clear from the get go that White Road was, wasn't coming at all. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, the whole thing felt like a like everyone in this barn is gonna die kind of thing. Like, like you said, like Tarantino. Yeah. Um. Which like, I mean, to be fair, like half of the people in that barn die. Uh, yeah. Like what? Five. <laughs> five. Five yeah, Dark like, Army people die. Yeah. And Santiago was in the barn. He dies. Yeah. Yeah. Six people die out of what? Five left? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Five left. Yeah. Okay. So more than half of the people yeah. in the barn died. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, wasn't in some kind of like spaghetti sword fight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I like the dynamic there between like the, the conversation between Mr. Robot and Elliot. I thought was interesting because. Well, they were Up clearly until, like working with each other. Like they weren't fighting each other. Yeah, but not only that, like previously it seemed like Mr. Robot was really in control, like understanding everything that was going on. And this scene, Elliot clearly understood right. what was happening. Like well, he was, was the one was, that had knowledge. He was driving, but like Mr. Robot was right there saying like uh, you know, his opinion, but he wasn't trying to take over. Which is, you know, right. a distinction from before i guess right yeah yeah and that so, so yeah that's kind of like why i wanted to talk about that before we get to the get to the standoff was just the, like this this build up to the standoff like kind of changes their relationship to more of a like conciliatory conciliatory excuse me or like cooperative relationship from what it has been over the course of this yeah i i'll definitely give you that i think that's accurate all right, so do you want to talk about you want to talk about the standoff? Yeah. Uh it was great when Grant thought Elliot was bluffing and he just starts rattling off stuff about like US elections and all this other stuff and Grant has no like good response for it. Yeah. Yeah. His was, response is we can we can survive a leak, you can't survive a bullet through the throat. Yeah. Or whatever or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, he survived the bullet to the gut. So you know, yeah. Maybe yeah. throat's a little worse, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. a lot worse, but still. Um, <laughs> I yeah. mean, especially like the whole thing with like White Rose watching and um <clears throat> Elliot either like at first i was afraid he was just um like mr robot was like he was just bullshitting um because i figured that would come back to bite him but it turns out he wasn't right yeah uh, the interesting, he like, you also find out that the reason why they can't move the shipments is because everybody's on high alert from the buildings being blown up so it was kind of like their own like her own little rage to get back at price is what ultimately stalled her project yeah yeah so I th i've kind of found that to be um different from things we've seen before from 
know, from a character who, yeah, from character who up until these last couple episodes has been pretty in control of herself and her project. Like she's been very meticulous about everything. And then she jeopardizes her own project because price made her ask twice. Right. Which is just, I don't know. It's kind of nutty. Like there has to be something more to white Rose than obviously we've been shown because all these people just have this deep, deep loyalty for her. And I don't want to say it's blind loyalty because it may not be blind. It's just, we don't know. We don't know why, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. Well, I mean, we can kind of guess, so maybe it's time to talk about Angela and price and that conversation. Cause at this point, so I don't know what you thought, but I really thought when Angela, when that dude, first of all, the like that's gotta the be house. Her brother. What? That's gotta be like her brother. That dude well, that just rolled into the house. That's a that's one of the Batman houses in one of the Batman movies, by the way. Oh, really? That yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say like that guy that like walks in and is like the the house manager or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that guy was super fucking creepy. Yeah, but that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I, I, for like my instant reaction was that's got to be like her brother or something. That's why he's trying yeah. to be like overly nice. Like, oh, I, I have a sister and she's here and my name is Chad. <laughs> like, can his we be name friends? probably is fucking Chad. I mean, his name but... is, I, his name um, is probably Chad. Um, just looks like a Chad. Nothing against does. any Chad, but he's though. like, he was super creepy. Like, I thought maybe. I thought maybe that was like an institution. Yeah. Uh, at first. And then I was like, oh, oh man, this is, that would be, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that dude was just way too creepy. Yeah. But we do find out that like Angela now has to deal with the fact that she was manipulated and we find out like at this point, we have to assume that white Rose knows knew that Angela was, Price's daughter. Like, I don't know, but I don't think so because when they spoke before, White Rose called Angela the pet project or whatever. Yeah. He didn't say, like, your daughter. And maybe that's because they were trying to avoid giving that away early. Mm. Um, So I, I don't know about that, but it's just a strange series of coincidences because, like, E Corp would have never hired Allsafe if it weren't for her. And then Elliot would have never had the direct access that he had to their systems had he not worked at Allsafe. Like there were a lot of just yeah. really strange coincidences that happened there for that all to line up the way it did. Right. Yeah. Uh and but but like even Price says like I've known about her crazy delusional like she has a delusional break from reality and that's what she's yeah. doing. And she, she did this to you to hurt me and it was pettiness. It was a stab at me. Um, yeah. And Angela really didn't take that well. No, not at all. Like how, I mean, how would you take that? Like you're I indirectly mean, right, yeah. responsible for thousands of deaths. I mean, that's, that's a yeah. lot to lay at someone's feet who, up until recently thought that they were going to be able to rewind time and save all these people. Right. 
go to yeah. an alternate reality and they're all still alive or or something or clone them or whatever the the end game there is that's a tough burden to lay at someone's feet but i will say this like <clears throat> price asshole that he is handled that conversation with her candidly and pretty well yeah well Which i mean he doesn't out have of a lot of friends left right it's out of character for him and that's what made it interesting for me yeah i mean he's out of he's out of friends though so like yeah his the daughter that he sort of abandoned <laughs> is right. uh you know one of the few connections that he has left in the world i um, guess yeah yeah i i thought you know angela like he even tells her like the, she asks for retribution right like this kind of goes back to what we were saying about like Angela hacking respect and like wanting to get like uh she wants retribution and Price basically says you there is no retrib there's no move here. Like right. you have to just make peace with what you did and learn to live with it. Um which is that's the part that I was talking about. That is tough to hear, but it was what she needed to be told. Yeah. She doesn't it could be doesn't need to be some big player in this plot. She right, was yeah. she was used. Yeah. Um so I guess that kind of yeah, that kind of wraps up that. I um do you want to talk about I guess Grant's departure from the world? Yeah, um <laughs> I also, like Joey uh, actually being a badass. Yeah, gangster slayer assassin. <laughs> I, I mean, he took out he took out five people in like half a second. Four, right? <laughs> he took yeah, out four, four 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 people in half a second. That's yeah, per, like perfect accuracy too. It was just like bang, 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 bang. Um, I think the interesting thing about this is this is the people from the dark army making good on that whole, like, you know, if, if we think we're going to fail, we just kill ourselves thing because they believe in what they're doing that much. Like, he, yeah, he, he totally believes that she's coming back for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but even, even beyond that, like it goes to prove at least that white rose I mean, I don't know what your take is on it. We've been like back and forth about time travel this entire season about how we don't want to see it. But all of that kind of aside, White Rose honestly believes that that's what's going to happen. I think like, so. that was that was my takeaway from this entire episode was um, you can no longer go through this with us, which is basically telling him to kill himself. And then right. I'm going to find you after our project is completed you know, saying, I love you at the end. Yeah. Um, and then him having such faith that she's going to deliver that just he just takes, yeah, yeah, killed himself. Um, and then, you know, she says, your jealousy has always blinded you to Mr. Alderson's value. Right. right. Which to me means that like, this has been going on a while, yeah. like his yeah. jealousy yeah. over Elliot. Which also means that White Rose talks about Elliot a lot more than she lets on or we've seen directly. Yeah. It even means that like if, if you want to draw a line between everything, um, 
they make the comment that like uh Elliot's dad died for the dark army um and like we we sort of assume that they meant like oh he died because of the radiation or whatever, plant but like you don't know that if he had something going on with white rose or he was a former right. member of the dark army or or like knew more about what was going on at the washington than other right. people and like clearly white rose has had designs on elliot for time and so all of this stuff could be could be linked yeah i mean it could be i i assume we'll get more of because the shift has now gone from f society slash elliot versus E Corp to now versus the Dark Army. Yeah. Like that's going to be the next two seasons because I think they said it was going to be five season run. Yeah. So, but yeah, El I mean, Elliot stands up to them. And then I, what I thought was interesting was watching Dom put together during that episode or during that scene. You can kind of see her putting together in her head. One, that Elliot and the Dark Army have been working together. And then two, that like, this is sort of a battle between titans, right? Like right. Elliot says, you know, when Grant says, what makes you think that you're better than an army of people just like you? And he's like, because I am. I figured out in one night how to do something you've been trying to do for months. And, and he, when he says he's, like, he's not lying. <laughs> yeah. And he says like, I own the Dark Army. I own all of your stuff. I know everything. Um. And then he delivers. He moves. He helps them move the Washington Township plant to the Congo with, with Dropbox. With Dropbox, yeah. <laughs> with Dropbox. He just picks up the box and then drops the box. I think Dropbox. I mean, I think Dropbox needed that product placement like real bad. Slackware too, apparently. Yeah, apparently Slackware. <laughs> no, but that was cool. I, I liked the whole sequence. I like how it all shook out. Um. The one thing that was really, I think, all of that aside, the one thing that I think that was kind of brutal was the way Dom parted with Darlene after they went in yeah. and got the stuff out of Sentinel. Yeah. The whole, like, how much I hate you uh, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, brutal. I mean... Deserved from deserved. Dom's point. Yeah, like Dom's Dom entire life now is destroyed. Yeah, and like she was a very principled person, and now she's works for the Dark Army. Yeah. Uh, so Darlene, I that scene kind of like it broke my heart a little bit. I was, I will say this: I was super happy that Darlene did not die because I really thought that was going to happen. Like, yeah, I don't want her to die. I even her. right up to when. Even right up to when Leon puts the gun to her head, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, they're going to kill her. And yep. then they didn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, yeah, that scene, like, that was, like, heartbreaking to watch and to realize that, like, this is probably rock bottom for, for Dom, for sure. Oh, it's rough, too, because Darlene played with her emotions. She played with her loneliness all this other stuff. And then she made her go against her principles or her morals um, and be complicit with like all this mess. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, like Darlene was also trying to do the right thing. 
but she knew the FBI was compromised. So how the hell does she do that without anything? And it just 50, 50 chance. One of the two people in the room that knew about what Darlene knew was working yeah. for the dark army. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Kind of brutal. They get the keys. They get the keys from, uh, from Sentinel. They find out Romero was key logging, but he wasn't the exported the keys. I don't know about you, but I knew right away as soon as they said that, that it was Mr. Robot. Yeah, me too. Like that, that was pretty obvious. Um, it was super obvious. Yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> uh, as, as soon as they said like, Oh, like why would Romero be backing up the keys? My guess was it wasn't Romero that backed up the keys. It was, right, it was yeah, Elliot. Yeah. Without he caught even someone else it. exporting the keys. And then it was, uh, we found out it was that's, that's what made him start being, you know, tricky or whatever, but yeah. And then that's also, so then they're on the train home and this is kind of where we find out that Elliot jumped. This is like that whole section. Right. Um, and Darlene kind of tells him what happened. We're sort of like, I liked, you know, this is kind of leading to that happy ending part right. of it like i mean it's not it doesn't end up being a happy ending but like it it leads it's leading to this like you want them to be okay um and elliot and mr robot have like a conversation about why did you export the keys what's really going to happen the top one percent of the top one percent i'm going to hold them accountable because they had to show themselves um and yeah the the whole like the train sequence and then the them bus. talking on the platform too. I I yeah. really enjoyed that conversation between them. I think it was a long time coming, and like both of the actors played their parts super well, and like the dialogue was very well written, accurate to the characters. Yeah, it was Elliot having this epiphany moment, and Mister Robot kind of going like, "Yeah, you know, I didn't say anything to you because I'm part of you too, and there's part of you and me, and all this other stuff." I enjoyed it a lot. My favorite line out of that entire thing is like, I didn't want to tell you because that's not why I'm here. Only you know why I'm here. Right. right. Like that to me was great. And we know from season one that this is not the first time that Elliot has gone through this. This has been a recurring sort of problem for him. So we kind of have to figure out like, why is like I, I think that's kind of an open thread. Why is Mr. Robot? What is he there to do? And well, the fact that he looks like his dad, I think, is definitely a callback oh, right. to the fact yeah. that his dad died young. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I there's definitely clues. I guess I'm just the like the why why is Mr. Robot here? That is a story point that I hope that they expand on. And maybe the answer is that it's not really a delusion and it's from a alternate timeline. I mean, who knows? I guess. I mean, I really hope not. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll find out a lot more, um, in season four now that they've kind of cracked that egg open a little bit and it'll start to hit the pan or whatever, but it'll be, uh, it'll be good. I think that was the weirdest metaphor we've ever used on the show. <laughs> Maybe. 
Uh, okay, so he gets the keys, decrypts them there. It's in a Back to the Future photo. It is. Like. Which makes, I mean, we've seen that before in, in yeah. flashbacks. Yeah. But so, it makes sense. Maybe that's why all the Back to the Future references were there. And you start to learn right, yeah. like why that's so important to Elliot. Yeah. Um, and um, all the things. And maybe that's why the references were there. Maybe it has nothing to do with actually traveling in time. But yeah. We get another time travel reference this um this episode too. Did you catch it? Which one? The Superman one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he like when rewinds time to He's like yeah, no! and then, you know, spins the earth backwards, which um what? <laughs> all of the of all the weird like Superman has two very weird superpowers. One of them is that he can just fly around the earth backwards and rewind time and then the other one is that he can just like kill lois lane and make her forget everything <laughs> oh um right yeah so that that's uh that one was great because he's like undoing the hack so that that was a good like that scene we talk a lot on this podcast about how well put together the show is that is just like thematically so well uh executed yeah i almost expected when he hit return on the keyboard for that to be where the episode like completely cut off but we got an after scene credit thing too but like it, it was good it like as a whole i think the the episode was just put together well the pacing was perfect um and they paid off a lot this season and it moved at yeah. a pace that was just just really really good um in yeah. general so let's let's talk about the after credits scene for like two minutes and then let's do like thoughts on the season as a whole after that so the after credit scene um is darlene and that uh woman walking back talking about the hack talking about all the stuff going on and then like they almost get run over by a car and they're talking about stuff. economics and yeah yeah the woman makes comments like, you know, you know, I hope it doesn't come back because then I'm going to have like $80,000 worth of school debt I got to deal with or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which is part of what they were trying to undo in the first place. <laughs> but, um, yeah. and I, th I think I mentioned this to you like while we were chatting before, like that isn't the first time we've seen this woman. Like we saw her before and she propositions Elliot. Yeah, I didn't put that together until you mentioned it to and uh, that's interesting because of who shows up because Vera's back, everybody. Yeah, he's just a, a traveler in the cosmos and he's coming back for his. I, I don't know. I can't do a Vera impersonation. Yeah, but, I, can't do <laughs> um, I really don't like him at all. And I think that's probably I, because of what happened with Shayla. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested to see where this goes. Like, is he going to become an ally of Elliot? I, I can't see new Elliot allying with him the, with where I he can't is. either. Um, so what is this? Like, I think he's coming back to try to use Elliot for something. That's what I think is happening. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I was, I was shocked to see him when he showed up, to be honest. Like I thought he was long gone. He had like not been involved in uh, for a while, so 
it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, hopefully it pays off in an interesting way. Like I, yeah. um, but I guess that can lead into, I will say this season of the show for me has felt a lot like season one. Like I liked this season of the show a lot. I thought the pacing was good. I thought all the character development was good. I thought like, this is what I want the show to be is like this season and season one. Um, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on like, what do you think of this season? And then what do you think about like how it fits? Like if you had to rank the seasons, how would you rank them? If I had to rank them, I'll, I'll lead with that. I'll say the first season was my favorite. And the third season was um, my second favorite and season two comes last. And I, I would, think, I would agree with that. That yeah, I would put them in the same, in the same thing. Yeah. The, the order makes sense because one is awesome because it's, it's your origin story, right? It's, it's kind of this, the root that forms the tree, right? Three felt more like one. So that was great. And two, I think was just, it was good. But the pacing was too slow. Yeah. Um, my, my problem with two is that the start of season two was just, the pacing was just so slow. Right. What I think could have fixed season two would have been if stage two ended season two. Like, think if they had nudged those first couple episodes of three into, into two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Would and if you, they had shortened the amount of time that it was like he was in jail, yeah. yeah. So like, if you would have nudged those things in there, two would have felt just as good. It, the pacing would have been a little better, and then three, we could have gotten a little further than we did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, with that um, being said, I think the season was really good as a whole. Um, you know, there's characters that died that I didn't want to see die, uh, so to speak. I didn't want to see Trent or Mobley die. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of indifferent to Tyrell's um, wife, Joanna, dying um, because she was a good character, right? Like you can um, you can hate a, a character for their actions. Um, it doesn't mean you hate the actor or anything like that. It just means like they're a good character, and like she was a good character in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the scenes where after Trenton and Mobley die, where Elliot is, you know, going between the two families and spends a lot of time with uh, Trenton's brother. That was like one of my favorite episodes of the season. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, as a whole, there was just enough like plot movement in every episode to keep you like ready for next week. Yeah. Every yeah, yeah. every episode was good like that. They didn't have any like BS uh, cliffhangers. Um, it was like it, they were respectful to the audience's time, but also enough to say like, "Please come back next week." Um, yeah, I thought it was just super good. Like the way that they put so, all that together. I I would say my ranking is the same as yours. It's one, three, and then two. Um, I think for me if I could change one thing about this season, it's that I think like season one, it's the origin story. You kind of like all the characters that sort of make sense that you'd rate it as the first one. But I think also season one was like more efficient than three or two. Um, Oh yeah. Like season one was like very sort of self-contained. I felt like 
uh, we're at a point now where there's a lot going. Um, so I loved this season. I thought every episode fleshed out character, like had good character development, had good pacing, moved the story along. Um, I like that, but I do like that we are starting to get to a point where a lot of loose ends have been wrapped up and we are setting the stage for a showdown between Elliot and the dark army. Um, in a way that I feel will, will make the next two seasons efficient the same way that season one was efficient. Like season one had one goal, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and then season two had like three goals, really <laughs> like goals, maybe within f- goals. <laughs> yeah, maybe four, depending on how you slice it. And this one had a few goals too. You had like competing goals and interests. Um, so like, but they all kind of sort of led to the same point in this season. So yeah, I, they like, all, they, they all converged into the same place. Yeah. So I thought, I thought the season has cemented the show maybe a little bit back to its roots in like, in terms of like efficiency, plot development and character. Yeah. I liked it. Cause it kind of reset a lot of the characters too. Yeah. 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 Like where you still feel connected to them, but now they have different motivations and stuff. Yeah. Like that. And now you're kind of like you're watching. Grow. Yeah. I enjoyed right. it a lot. I think I thought it was really good. I feel good about all the characters. I'm excited for the next season. Um, the filming was great. The music was great as always. Yeah. Um, if you yeah. get the soundtrack, the, the cover of the soundtrack on actual physical CD, Looks like a Sega Genesis. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it was Although, really cool. We didn't get an Alf episode season. So we didn't get an Alf episode, but we did Maybe. get that Back to the Future stuff, which was cool. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially because, you know, we didn't get to see Back to the Future 2, which is the best in the series. But I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> Time to pull the plug. Time to pull the plug. He's um, dead, Jim. <laughs> once, uh, once we get to talking about how wrong everybody is about Back to the Future 2, it's time to probably end the podcast. No, it's fine. I don't even think we need to do a character rundown because we kind of went through a lot of that. But. Yeah, we, we did. Um, yeah, so overall, our takeaways. Episode, excellent. Everything's set up for season four. Season three, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, click. Uh, Cliffhanger did not leave you too broken up or anything like that. It was respectful of your time and your opinion and didn't leave you on a stupid who's going to die to Negan kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that all was great. Um, the season was well put together. Congrats to the um, production crew and the actors and actresses. Very good. Um, and obviously, thanks to anybody who sat and listened to us drivel on for Right, yeah. Anybody, <laughs> yeah. Anybody that comes to this podcast and listens to Josh and I basically goof off about Mr. Robot for 30 minutes, 40 minutes every week, thank you very much. Uh, it does mean a lot to us that people listen to the show. Uh, and uh, we, we kind of just like talking about TV and movies and stuff. Um, yeah, so, you, should, you should see the stuff we talk about not on a podcast. Yeah, you should... You should maybe we'll maybe we'll do that. We'll make yeah, it a we, we've been, strong opinions episode or something. Yeah, we we've been kicking around an idea for another show. I know last last 
we had talked about doing Belter Radio, which we made one episode of and then <laughs> just, didn't yeah. do. But maybe we'll do another podcast where we just like if we do like a like yeah, I want something that fits Crossfire maybe, or something. Yeah, I want something that fits more like Netflix style show release where people can watch it all in one sitting or whatever, and we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Especially because um, they're making The Witcher. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've never played any of the Witcher games. Oh, you have sinned. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, all right, that's our show. Thank you so much again for listening. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. I got it right this time. Mm. Google Podcasts and Stitcher cool. Radio. Uh, yes. If you can leave us a review on any of those places, we'd greatly appreciate it. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Bonsoircast. Um, and we uh, we will see you next, next year, next season, because it yeah, might not what, be next year, but whatever who knows it is. What it'll be, but yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, also, happy holidays, whatever holiday you happen to all right. celebrate yeah. or not celebrate. <laughs> yeah, happy holidays. Um, so yeah, thanks again. Bonsoir. Bye.